Hello, everyone, and welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you tips, tools, and resources to help you discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, holistic health and mindfulness coach, Amanda Bickham. Thank you, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome everybody. I am coming to you all the way halfway around the world from China. And oh my goodness, I just literally landed in my hotel room after a really incredibly long journey. And it's interesting, you know, traveling has been a part of my life, a really, really big part of my life for so long And many of you who are in the community, the conscious online community, know that I go back to India very often. And it's amazing how you don't remember how incredibly trustworthy you have to be when you travel, right? Especially as a single traveler, especially as a female. I mean, I get to China and you also kind of, maybe it's just me, but I forget about all of the little traveling mishaps that happen along the way. Like, for instance, just little things that you wouldn't necessarily think of. For some reason, super travel rookie mistake. I forgot to tell my bank that I was leaving out of town until like literally as I was on my way to the airport and I was running late because I had a friend drop me off and I had a list of things that I was going to do before I got on the plane, but because I was running late, I didn't get these things done. So when I finally get to China after a 14 hour day and go through security and stand in line and get my fingerprints done and all of this stuff, I want to book a hotel and my main card isn't, none of my cards are actually going through and This was, again, another one of those things that I had on my list of things to do while sitting at the airport, but for some reason, it didn't happen. Anyways, so I'm sitting here in my hotel room after a pretty sketchy taxi cab ride. You know, you really have to put your trust in the universe when you travel, especially as a single female traveler. You know, oftentimes I go to these countries and I don't speak the language and I have a picture of the place that I want to go in their language and hope for the best, you know, and you almost always get ripped off. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, at any point right now, truly this person could take me and really do anything they wanted with me. And I wouldn't really have a lot to do in my defense. And I'm probably going to get ripped off at the end of this. And this is just kind of like the traveler tax, if you will. Anyway, so here I am in this beautiful hotel. It's Hotel Vienna. It's about three miles away from the airport. And there was a moment where I didn't think that I was going to be able to actually make it to the airport. I was going through all these worst case scenarios. The Wi-Fi wasn't working. And then I didn't, the two hotels in the airport were booked apparently, even though I could book them online, but yet I couldn't book them online because my card wasn't working. You know, I'm like, well, maybe I'll just have to sleep in the airport and going through all these worst case scenarios. Long story short, I ended up making it. I'm so excited. I just took a shower. I'm in this nice hotel by myself. And I decided, I know many of you are following me from Facebook to the podcast world. And one of the episodes that I'm going to release every week is Ask Amanda Anything. 
This was inspired because I actually get a lot of people asking me questions via Facebook Messenger often because that's the primary platform that I've used for so long. And they are oftentimes question anything from how do you increase your self-worth or how do you move from your head to your heart or health-related issues? How do you get rid of candida? How do you help with anxiety? All of these different questions that I get. And I really want to help all of you. I really want to be able, and I definitely don't have the answers to everything by any means, but I do feel as though I have a lot of answers to many of the things that people ask me for. And I wanted to create a platform where I could create an even deeper relationship with all of you guys. And if I don't have the answers to something that you're asking me, what a great opportunity for me to reach out into my network and find out who does. So this is going to be the first of the Ask Amanda Anything series. And I actually have two people who have already written in. And this first one I'm going to do because it has to do with my relation and travel. And travel in general has been a huge part of my own personal transformation. I traveled for the first time when I was 20, maybe 21 with my ex-boyfriend. And we went to Cambodia and Thailand and Vietnam. And then when I was 22, I left the country to head to India on a one-way ticket. And that was truly what changed my life forever. I was not the same person as I was when I left, when I ended up coming back to the U.S. And intentional travel more specifically, not just vacationing, but truly journeying to different cultures and different places with a true intention, an intention to learn, an intention to grow, an intention to deepen your understanding of life and what life is all about is truly I believe one of the best schools you could ever possibly get. I've by far learned more on my travels than I ever did in any university. And this is why I take people on these journeys. I've taken people to Guatemala for yoga and to sit with some shamans and also here now in India. I'm taking a small group of people on a spiritual journey to see my first spiritual teacher. So I'm really excited. And this is kind of a segue into... Ask Amanda Anything, the first episode. So Carrie wrote in and asked, I want to hear more about where you are staying. Do you know people or are you just winging it? And it's interesting because Carrie is a really good friend of mine. And we actually did a episode which is going to come out soon called Sexual Frustrations for the Modern Conscious Woman. So be sure to check that out if you haven't yet already. But I wanted to just kind of answer this because I feel like a lot of people are maybe curious in why I chose India and, and what my intention is and what my agenda is. And these are types of journeys that I do take people on. So if people are ever interested in doing a spiritual journey, I'll probably lead one once a year, maybe twice a year. So I am staying, you know, I'm flying in to Delhi. I land tomorrow and... From Delhi, I'll be taking an eight-hour taxi ride over to Rishikesh. And Rishikesh is known as the yoga capital of the world. And I've been going to Rishikesh for about five years now. And it's changed dramatically in the last five years. It's gotten really, really touristy, unfortunately. It was always pretty touristy, but it's gotten really touristy. However, my teacher is still there. Um, This was my first true, true, true yoga asana teacher from the roots of asana. 
And I will be taking four students with me. And we will be journeying to the Ganges, which is the sacred river that flows all throughout India. It's one of the most holy rivers in all of India. And I'll be staying with my, I have a guest house mom. So two years ago when I went back to India for the second time, I found this amazing guest house. It's called Nataraj. And it was this, this amazing family. And I found it. I don't even know how I found it. It had just opened. And I started actually teaching yoga there a little bit. And I became really connected with the family. And I've stayed in connection with them ever since. It's been about three years now. So that's one thing that I love about India. You know, I am not a fan of China. I've been to China one other time, also on a long layover, and I just don't like it. It's big, it's dirty, it's crowded. The language seems like they're yelling all the time, and oftentimes I just don't get a lot of really friendly responses. Now, that's, of course, a generalization. It's not always like that everywhere, but the very short time that I've been in China as a single traveler who doesn't speak Mandarin, unfortunately, yeah, I haven't been a huge fan. So yeah, hopefully I won't have to do this China layover again. But that's one thing that I love about India. I mean, India, I don't know, people say a lot of different things about India. But for me, my experience has been nothing but bliss. Indian people are so friendly, so caring, so kind, help me out so often. Now, of course, like that's a generalization as well. You will have bad apples. But in my experience, I've had truly nothing but love for India. And I have a lot of friends and I actually get to hang out and connect with and talk to the locals. I love really getting to know the locals. And it's one of my favorite parts about India is because you can go into a shop and really get to know the shop owners and they'll invite you in for chai and you'll sit down and you'll have chai almost every day when you walk past their shop and you'll just chat about life and um, maybe they'll even invite you back into their home to cook meals with their family and I've had an amazing amazing experiences in India so far and so if you're ever thinking about going to India I definitely suggest am I just winging it that was the second question so India is a place where you kind of do just wing it I feel like India I always tell people she does one of two things India will either chew you up and spit you out and you'll go running and you'll never want to come back or she'll grab a hold of you and hold you so tight and you'll never want to let go. And I truly do believe that from my experience, I've taken many people to India, both on retreats as well as just friends. And I really know from my experience that India will show you your sh**. It's a country that is a tough love kind of country. You are not going to get anything you think you're going for, and you're going to get everything you need and more. And if you're ready to face your sh**, and if you're ready to see your shadows, and you're ready to fully just embrace the letting go, I mean, India is a country that you have to let go in, because if you don't, you're just going to struggle. And yeah, if you're willing to let go, then miracles can happen and magic will happen. But if you're resisting the flow, good luck in India because it is a challenging country if you want to try to control everything. 
And so it's interesting for the people who come with me on a spiritual journey to India, it's an intentional travel. You know, India changed my life more than any place ever has or anything really ever has. And I have everyone set intentions of what they want. I have a loose knit itinerary, but it's not a yoga retreat. We're not going to go, you know, at 8 a.m. you're going to have breakfast or asana class and then 930 you're going to have breakfast and then 11 you're going to have, you know, like some... I don't know. It's not that type of a schedule, right? It's really about me letting go and allowing the divine flow to move through me and all the people who are participating in this experience to really set it. We'll have an opening ceremony. We will have asana every day. I'll take them to various different teachers so they can have different tastes of what Indian yoga is like with different teachers who I've been training with throughout the years. We'll go to different historic places and we might do an excursion. We will have some downtime. Of course, we're going to have great meals. I'll go see some of my old friends in town and um, we'll have a closing ceremony. And, you know, India's she'll take you for a ride and you can, I can just trust and know that when I let go, magic will happen. And it always does. But when I try to control, I'm in for a, a struggle on that one. I think that has been actually a big lesson for me so far this trip is patience. I've known that patience is my challenge and even just patience in China. It's been an interesting journey. I'm, I'm reading this really amazing book. It's called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. And Michael Singer wrote another book that I read last time I was in India, two times ago, actually, called The Untethered Soul. It's another really amazing book. And this is the surrender experiment is basically all about his life and how he just surrendered and continued to surrender and all these amazing and magical things happened. And that's truly for anyone who's ever traveled and like really traveled, not just vacationed, but like traveled for more than a month. You know about just surrendering to the flow and waking up and living from your heart space. So it's really interesting that I'm reading this book. And one of the things that he's talking about a lot in this book is the mental chatter. And I've been studying, you know, mindfulness for some time and different traditions, whether it's Buddhism or Zen Buddhism or Vipassana or even yoga, they often talk about the chatter of the mind, but he really dives into his own personal experience. And so here I am feeling all these frustrations, like both hotels are supposedly booked. My card isn't working, even though I could book a room online if it was working. I'm like hot, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm thinking I'm going to have to sleep in the hotel. The Wi-Fi is not working, even though it's given me a code. It was just like all these things. And I'm sitting here just kind of really just listening to the voice inside my head, listening to the voice narrate and really moving out of emotion and moving into logic. Like, what are my options and how can I choose to change this story? And for any of you who watch any of my videos or who are following and who are a part of this conscious community, you'll know that I talk a lot about the story. I'm always talking about we are the creators of our own reality. There is a story in narrative that is going on inside our heads constantly. When we wake up to this understanding and we begin to create space between us and the story we are telling ourselves, we can begin to then consciously choose to change a story that empowers us instead of disempowers us. And so 
It's gone on a lot today, actually, as I was running to the airport before I even started opening this book, The Surrender Experiment, to being in the airport. It's just been travel, man. It's definitely a test of your patience and your ability to surrender. No? So the last question is really funny. So (laughs) Carrie, she said, when did you realize you were a goddess? And I laughed really hard when I first got this message because I actually was thinking about this today. And the truth is, like, I truly do believe that we all are God goddess. Our true nature is God goddess. And when I began to understand this, to understand our own divinity, to understand that we are God goddess, it was in India two years ago. And it was really when I started to check in with myself and ask myself, what is it that I am resisting? At that point in my life, I was dealing with some skin issues and um, I was getting a lot of reverence from a lot of other people. I was volunteering slash hosting, helping host a permaculture design certification in Arambal, India. And everybody was really just appreciating how I was showing up. And yet I was feeling overweight because I had just gone from the north of India to the south of India. And I was, I go back and forth with my weight. Like I feel like sometimes I'm super fit and sometimes I'm super squish. And this has been a constant theme. And I've actually been thinking about this a lot today, how I go back and forth between these two periods. And I was just kind of in a place of a little bit less than feeling good about myself. And yet a lot of people around me were giving me a lot of praise. And I remember one night I decided that I was going to honor myself, that I was going to honor myself in a way that I had never honored myself before. And that when the sun went down, I was going to worship myself like a goddess. And I was going to do everything that I would do to a lover, all of the energy that I would put into a lover, I was going to put into myself. And starting at sunset, you know, I really wanted connection. I just moved to this town and I really wanted connection and I wanted sensual connection and I wanted intimacy. And I didn't want to just go get that from anyone. That's not the way I share my intimate space. But I realized that I was the person who could give that to me. And that if I couldn't give that to me, then why would I, or how could I expect anybody else to truly give that to me? So I went downstairs and I was in this little apartment in Arambol and it was right above like a, a little convenient shop and they had all these herbs. And this is when I first started understanding and playing with Ayurvedic herbs And I went down there and I bought candles and I bought all these different herbs and I had, I really love chai and it was a full moon. And, um, I knew that like, I really wanted a warm, yummy chai, but I don't do dairy. So I needed to get some coconut milk. And I knew that if I had a chai at like 10 o'clock at night, it was really going to hold me back from my morning practice. And my morning practice was truly what was going to honor my highest and best self. So I wanted to be really intentional about how I was going to worship the goddess. And so I set up my crystal altar. And when the sun went down, I lit candles and I lit them and I placed them all over the room. 
and I laid out my yoga mat and I turned on my music and I just started moving in my body and started breathing into my body and really just feeling myself in every way, shape or form, just feeling all aspects of myself, of my body, breathing into my body, worshiping and honoring my body for all that it does for me every day. And then that yoga asana practice turned into a candlelit dance where I started dancing and moving sensually and just really, truly closing my eyes and feeling as though I was beautiful and I was radiant and telling myself all of these beautiful thoughts. And from there, I took the candles into the bathroom And I call this the goddess shower. And if you're a god listening to this, by all means, I empower you to do this as well or invite you. I can't really empower you to do that, but I invite you to do that. So I lit the candles and had some different music on for the shower and just really started to feel my body For the first time in a shower like I had never done before. Taking my time. Moving slow. Caressing my body. Really just nourishing and feeling the warmth of the water on my skin. Lathering the soap up and really taking my time. To not just quickly get in and out but really give myself the time and the intention that I would as if I was going to be showering and making love to a lover. And it was beautiful. It was one of the most beautiful showers. And when I stepped out of the shower, I dried myself off gingerly with care and attention. And then after my shower, I laid down on my bed and grabbed the coconut oil and started lathering my body and rubbing my body and just like giving my own self a massage again as if I was a lover. And from that, it turned into some beautiful touch and exploration of sensual play with myself, making love to myself. And I really had a whole evening where. I made love to myself. I took myself on one of the best dates ever, a date to the internal world and the place of exploration. And I kid you not, ever since that day, I finished by making myself an elixir. And I have a company that I started and never really fully finished just because I don't want to go into product, but it was called Lucid Living Elixirs. And it was that night, it was a full moon And I made myself an elixir. I was with these adaptogenic herbs of turmeric and ashwagandha and cinnamon and cloves and cardamom. And it was delicious. And coconut milk, of course. (laughs) And I kid you not, it was after that night that things changed. That I truly started to see myself as a radiant, divine god goddess. And when I began to see myself differently, when I began to truly not just say things like 
say mantras, but truly began to embody the goddess and believe and feel and worship the goddess with everything I put into my body, with how I spent my time, with how I spent my days. I started seeing the god goddess in others, and they started seeing it in me too. I used to be the girl that was the only girl with all the guys. It just worked out that way. I just was always the one girl, and I had all the guy friends. But when I started doing these practices, I also bought a book for anyone out there. And I think men also, women and men, we both have God goddess. I think it's so important. I love it when a man embraces his inner goddess. I have multiple male friends who are in touch with their feminine and it is one of the most sexy things ever to own it, to own worship and beauty and pleasure and grace. Like whether you're a female or male or anywhere in between, I think it is so important to understand the goddess, what she embodies, what she is about and really start to even, there's so many different ways and different goddesses and different archetypes. And you can dive into whatever archetype style that you want to. I have a great friend, Anya Grace. She does some amazing work the Elevated Woman trainings online, those are great. I really dove into mythology around the Hindu goddesses. And I started worshiping. I literally started worshiping the goddess within me, the different archetypes within me nightly. And I would read about these goddesses and I would sing and I would chant mantras and I would embody the goddess. And I went from being the one girl with all the guys around me to all of a sudden, a bunch of women were around me and I started hosting new moon circles and I started bringing women together and women were like, just really, I don't know the way that they looked at me and the way that they saw me. It was unlike I had ever been seen or felt that I had been seen before. So that was when I knew and remembered because the truth is we're all God, goddess. We've just forgotten. And that was when I finally started to remember the true divinity that resides within each one of us. Embodying the God-Goddess is a practice. Most and foremost, it's a practice of self-love. There are so many things we do in our daily lives that contradict us or hold us back from truly stepping in and embodying our highest potential. Self-sabotage is a thing, but so often we're so unconscious we don't even realize it. I consider myself a pretty conscious person, and yet I know that I often self-sabotage. I mean, I was doing it today when I was having aware of these thoughts of like, is this taxi cab driver even knowing where is he's going? What if I don't end up at the right hotel? Like, I'm just going to eat some more trail mix, you know, like all these things. And so if you're listening to this and there's a takeaway, I think the main takeaway here would be number one, trust yourself and always listen to your own internal dialogue and try to see if you can catch it while it's in the act and create space so that you can consciously create a story that you desire. 
And the second is how can you begin to tap into your divine, unlimited potential and recognition that you are God, Goddess? How can you begin to understand the archetypes of the gods or the goddesses and truly begin to embody their wisdom, their strength, their power, their beauty? I invite you to maybe do a little bit of homework. Check it out. See how you can start to explore these realms and begin to treat and worship yourself as if you are God, Goddess. For when you honor thyself, you honor the God, Goddess within. Mmm, so much yum. Well, thank you. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. I guess you're not really watching. You're probably listening. If you guys have questions on anything, you know, I'm going to be doing some of these India musings, my lessons. I'm going to have a lot of them, I know. And ask Amanda anything, anything. I'll answer you. And it doesn't have to be on any topic in particular. And if I don't have the answers, I'll do my best to pull from my resources and get somebody on who I think could have a really good conversation around what it is you're wanting to know. So here I am from Shanghai, halfway around the world, connecting with you through the Driven for Purpose podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. And I look forward to continuing to grow with you each and every step of the way. Thank you so much. Adios. Hey everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.